Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand and give God a hand clap of praise. It is a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. Thanking each and every one of y'all coming and praise and worshiping with us today. And for those who are coming to us via uh, the uh, internet, watching us live streaming, we thank you and uh, coming to worship with us together. I'm Pastor Robert Ferguson, and I'm just going to begin this praise and worship with a prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the opportunity to, Father God, for another day. For you said that this is a day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. For Father God, we know that you could have called us home in the middle of the night, but you saw fit for allowing us another day. So Father God, we just thank you for that blessing. We thank you, Father God, for all that you have done. And Father God, we just pray that you have your way today in today's service. Have your way today, Father God, and we pray for a blessing upon our pastor who is bringing forth the word to God today. Use them as you will, Father God, to be a ready writer today, God. To be delivering a right now and on time word, Father God. Father God, we just thank you for our health. We thank you for our family. We thank you for our finances. We thank you for everything that you have blessed us with today, Father God. So, Father God, we just ask that you move mightily today in today's service. We ask that you continue to move mightily in our each and every day of life. We thank you. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. We know that all the other gods are idols, but we serve the one true.
of you watching from other countries. It's a joy just to worship with you. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse number 37. Let me encourage you to stand with me in reference to the Word of God. The book is Romans. The chapter is 8, and the verse is 37. If you find it, please say amen. amen. The Bible says, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. We know grass may wither, flowers may fade, but your word will stand forever. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will breathe on it one more time. I pray that you will use my tongue as a ready writer for your glory. Lord, I pray that you will help our hearing, help our understanding, glorify yourself in this house. And I thank you for the move of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, More Than Conqueror. More Than Conqueror. Please permit me to say happy 4th of July to all of us. We are still in that holiday mode. Yesterday was fun, a lot of eating, a lot of barbecuing. It's all good. Permit me to remind you that back in the 1700s, the founding fathers of this great country they had to fight a battle to win the independence of this country. And because they won the battle, they are called conquerors. Amen. And so today, I want to share with you how you also can be not just a conqueror, but more than a conqueror. They signed the Declaration of Independence in the year 1776 because they won the battle against the British. It's amazing how what is going on in history 
is relevant to what is going on in our life today. Ladies and gentlemen, how do you become more than a conqueror? First, let me point out there are three types of people in the world today. How many types? Number one, there are those who are less than conquerors. Mm -hmm. Some of them are Christians. They're on their way to heaven, but they're living and acting less than a conqueror. There's a second type of people that the word of God describes as conquerors. And then there's a third kind of people that the Bible describes more than a conqueror. My assignment today, ladies and gentlemen, is to help you and me to know how to become more than a conqueror. Let's look at each categories of those types of people. The first type of people, I told you, they are people who are less than a conqueror. Who are these people? These are people who fought many battles in life and they lost the battle. I've been there. I wish I can tell you that, that I've always been a winner, but I'll be lying. Because I had no one to, to guide me, to reveal to me some of what I'm teaching you today. I fought many battles and I lost woefully. People that lost battles in life, they are less than a conqueror. An example is found in the book of Joshua, chapter 7. Ladies and gentlemen, beginning from verse 1, you see the story of the Israelites. They just got released from Egypt. They are free from slavery. And they are going to their promised land. And on their way, they are they are encountering many enemies. And whenever they find any enemy, they fight them and they win. They were conquerors. But they got to a little town called Ahai. To them, that's a piece of cake. After all, they've been defeating big kingdoms, big cities. So this little town, no big deal. But to their surprise, they fought Ahai and Israel got their behind whooped. That day, they were less than a conqueror. The question must be asked, what on earth made them lose to a little town? The same thing that made them to lose is what is making you and me lose today. You know why they lost to AI? One word, sin. What did I call it? If you remember, if you have read that story, God told them, go to this little town, 
defeat them and take nothing. But guess what they did? They went there and there was one man by the name Achan. He stole some stuff and put it in his pocket and caused the whole nation of Israel to lose to a little town. There's a lesson there, ladies and gentlemen. One person in your family can mess up the whole family. So you have to infest your time, your energy to help all your family members. Remind them over and over again. Remind them. The Bible says, teach it to your children and your children's children. God said concerning Abraham, I know Abraham. He's my buddy. I can trust him. You know why God said I can trust him? Because I know what I'm telling him, he will teach it to his children. Hallelujah. I have some of my children here, they will tell you. Sometimes they have to beg me to slow down. They say he talks too much. But I want them to know. Because I don't know how long I got to leave. I want to make sure everybody get it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very important that you know sin in your life, sin in my life will make you and me less than conqueror. Say, I got it. Another reason why we often become less than conqueror is because we are too busy fighting the battles of life in our own ability. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to deal with life. And there's a lot of battles in life. Make no mistake about it. If you're ever born to this planet Earth, you're going to fight some battles. How do I know that? Just look at the little babies when they come to this world. The first thing you will notice about this baby, ladies and gentlemen, the moment they come out of mama's womb, they start crying. <laughs> you would think the baby would be happy. You never see one baby laugh. They cry. And if your baby don't feel like crying, they slap the crap out of him. They make him cry. You know what they're trying to tell you? Because in real life, there are battles. Amen. Every now and then, I watch my children as they fight their own battles. And sometimes they cry. Their mama cry with them. And she'll be asking me, why are you not crying? I say, welcome to life. <laughs> there are battles in life. You can be there, you can be a support system, you can pray for them, you can hold their hand, but you can never save any of your children from the battles of life. That baby was so comfortable in mama's womb. She got everything to herself. She can swim around. She's the king of the kingdom or the queen of the kingdom. Food whenever she wants to, I mean, just have it all made. Then they push him up. Then welcome on board. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, as you fight the battles of life, 
Many people become less than a conqueror because they're trying to fight in their own ability. They're trying to fight in their own flesh. They're trying to use their own intellect and they get defeated. Sometimes on your job, you get defeated because of that. Sometimes in ministry, I know pastors. Some of them are close friends. They failed woefully because they're busy trying to do it in their own ability. I've seen it in a relationship. Just trying to fight your way out. And it never worked. You know why it never worked? Because you're fighting a demon bigger than you. Amen. Amen. This is why Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 says, God is talking, God is saying, put no trust in the flesh. Never trust your flesh. Don't trust any man. Don't trust any woman. You will never see any scripture that says trust in man. What you will see is trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all of your way, acknowledge him. That's right, Pastor. He shall. Hallelujah. I like that. He shall. He shall direct your path. He got your back. The reason why we are less than conqueror, we go into these battles of life. We face these challenges of life in our own ability and we get our ignorance behind, kicked over and over and over again. How I know that? Been there. Got me a t-shirt. Got souvenirs. I've got my behind whooped so many times by the devil until I got a revelation of what I'm teaching you today. Those who fight in their own ability, those who fight in their own strength, those who try to argue their way out and talk their way out and, and physically fight or, or whatever you do on your job, you end up being less than a conqueror. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray today in the name of Jesus. If you like me, and you've got your behind whooped in the battles of life, I've got many scars to show for it. I pray that God will turn every one of your defeat into victory in the name of Jesus. It was a painful thing for me. But thank God for revelation knowledge. I've learned now to depend on God. For many years, my best song, I call it, I can depend on God. I discovered that. Through sickness, through pain, through disappointment, when back against the wall, when friends are few, when I run out of energy, when I run out of finances, I found out God is true to his word. He will be a friend that's still closer than a brother. If you keep on fighting your battle on your own, you will be blessed than a conqueror. I told you there are three kinds of people. The first kind, people who are less than a conqueror. The second kind of people are people who are conquerors. Who are people who are conquerors? These are people who have learned to fight their battle along with God. 
And because they fight along with God, they become conquerors. Ladies and gentlemen, I will share with you today the best thing you can hear from me this morning. Never go into any battle with you alone. Never go into any battles in life without God. Moses was sent to go confront Pharaoh. That was a big battle. You know what Moses told God? He said, I will go nowhere unless you, God, go with me. He said, if you don't go with me, I'm not going. You know, Moses got a revelation of what I'm trying to teach you today. If God go with you, you can never lose. Are you listening to me? If God go with you, no devil can stop you in your journey. If God is with you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Conquerors are people who have learned to face the battles of this life with God on their side. I was sharing with, with, with my congregation this morning. Uh, I was, uh, as a Baptist boy growing up, one song that we love to sing is say, take the Lord with you everywhere you go. Amen. We will rock that place. Because if you're like musician like me, all you need to do is just doom, 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 doom. You just need to be walking your way through. Just work. Take the love with you everywhere you go. They will be rocking. In the crowd, take him with you. On the highway, take him with you. On the byway, take him. Man, we'll be rocking. Now, it was fun, but finally it became a serious revelation that the reason why many of us failed in life the reason why we get our behind kicked so often is because we go to these battles without taking the Lord with us. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34 through verse 37, you see another example. David was an errand boy. He found himself before all of his brethren at Ward, Daddy has sent him to go deliver some hamburgers to his brothers in war front. He got there, he saw everybody hiding. And then he saw a giant called Goliath in front of them. David see it as an opportunity. And so instead of just delivering hamburger, it, it, it turned into a job interview for him. He told King Saul, he said, I'll go. I can whoop this, this big monster. And now the king say, who are you? What is your qualification? That's what I call a job interview. I share with my church this morning on Father's Day. See, my, my children have a habit. They don't know I know this. So every time they got all of them, I see it as an opportunity to plant some wisdom in their head. They had came on Father's Day to bless me. They have money, they have gifts, but none of that is important to me. I wanted them to, to get some revelation because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Every day is important to me. 
And one of the things I shared with them, there were five things I told them that day. Some of them are in the house now. Two of them in the house as I'm talking to you. But one of the things I share with them is that opportunities will come in your life. The favor of God is upon you. Opportunities will come. God loves his children. But you have to be able to see that opportunity. And you have to be able to seize that opportunity. Fast, quick, and in hurry. Because the opportunities of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of that opportunity. When I be talking like that, they get bored. They be texting each other. They be texting my wife. Will you please tell your husband to let's eat? They don't know I've been knowing this. But that food is unimportant to me. The birthday cake, I'm not impressed. Revelation knowledge will last you a lifetime. David was an errand boy just to deliver hamburger. But he saw the opportunity. The king said, whoever killed this monster will never pay taxes again. Opportunity. The king said, whoever defeat this monster, I will give him my own daughter. Opportunity. All of a sudden, a little boy delivering pizza. He said, I'll do it. And then he was asked, what is your qualification? He said, well, I, I can tell you this much. He said, I'll go in the bush. Lions come to attack me, I whoop his behind. He said, king, every now and then gorillas and bears will come to attack me, I kill them. David said, these Monster in front of us will be just like those lions, just like those gorillas, just like those bears. Who is this uncircumstanced Philistine? And then if you look at the first book of King, chapter 17, you look at verse 37, David gave his secret. That's what I want you not to miss. He said, my secret is that whenever I go and fight the lions, and fight the gorillas, and fight the bee. The Lord delivered me out of the hand of those lions. That's how you become a conqueror. When you go with the Lord. He is saying, I will go against this, this giant with the Lord, and I will whoop his behind. You notice in that verse, King Saul caught the revelation. The king said, Go, and may God be with you. That's what I'm trying to teach you this morning. Do you really want to be a conqueror on your job, in your career, in your profession, in your health, in your relationship? I mean, you can go on and on. In your business, take the Lord with you. Thomas Dust wrote a song. He said, precious Lord, take my hand. That's how you win. That's how you win. Don't just do Sometimes I be wondering, why do people, I, I have some, some children in the ministry. They will do some dumb thing that just blows my mind. So why would you try to go start a church meeting, start a fight without God? 
The Lord has to take your hand. The Lord has to fight with you. And when the Lord is with you, you become unstoppable. Today I pray that God would never leave you alone. And I pray that you will have the wisdom to go nowhere. Don't go to any job interview without God. Don't marry anybody without consulting with God. Don't even buy a house without God. Don't even move to any city without God. Don't do anything without God. Conquerors are mountain movers. But their secret, ladies and gentlemen, is that they have learned to depend on God. Hallelujah. There's a third kind of person. I said there are three types. What's the first type? People who are less than conqueror. What's the second type? People who are conquerors. But it's a third category of people who are more than a conqueror. And let me remind you, in the passage we read today, the Bible, one, he said in all of these things, Romans chapter 8, verse 37, we are more than conqerors. He didn't call you to be less than conqueror. He did not call you to be just conquerors. He wants you to be more than conqueror. In fact, my skin has gotten so thick now when I see you living less than a conqueror. Sometimes I just want to slap the crap out of you. I'll be honest with you. They don't make pastors like this no more. Because I know you're better than that. God is calling you and me to be more than conqueror. Up to now, many of us, we're not less than conqueror, but we're just conqueror. But I challenge you today to move up. Let's go higher. Let's go to the next level. We need to move to the level of those who are more than conqueror. Who are these people? You become more than a conqueror when you can win battles without a fight. Oh, somebody missed that. Let me try again. I want to make sure this thing working very well. You are more than a conqueror when you begin to win battles without a fight. We call that sweatless victory. Something that kill other people will be your own treasure. People may have come before you trying to work in the same job and they never make it. And then you step in in the same scene, in the same arena, and you blossom. Sweatless victory. That's why the Bible says the race is not given to the swift. It's not how fast you run. It's not given to the strong. What scripture say? except the Lord build the house? You can labor all day all night. You can study and then, then work and put in the time. Your labor is in vain without God. 
Except God, Psalms 127 verse 1. Except the Lord protect the city, in vain the watchman. Maybe the mayor and all the councilmen are watching. All the police and sheriff. <laughs> you see why I don't get invited to too many things. <laughs> this Bible is real. You become more than a conqueror. When you learn to win battles without a fight. Please take note. That's what God wants you to do. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 is an example. When Israel, when they left Egypt, they left as slaves. And they were, they were, they were dancing. Somebody had a tambourine. Miriam was playing the tambourine, and everybody was rocking. Oh, yes, go, Joe. It's your birthday. Everybody was just having a good time. All of a sudden, they looked back, and they saw Pharaoh's army. Oh, Lord. What have we got ourselves into? Then it dawned on them. The Bible said they were scared to death. I'm not surprised. You know what? Because they had no weapons to fight. You, you know what? They had no training to fight. They were slaves. Nobody trained their slaves to fight. Because if you train them to fight, they might fight you. So ladies and gentlemen, these were vulnerable people. And then when they look back, look at who they are facing. They're facing the toughest military on earth, Pharaoh's army. Now you see why they were scared. But notice what the Lord said through Moses. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Moses said, I've heard from the Lord. Fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Moses said, I tell you what, the Egyptians that you see today, tomorrow you won't see them no more. Hallelujah. How you know that, Reverend? Look at the next verse, Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. Moses said, the Lord will fight your battle. There's a difference between God fighting with you and God fighting for you. Thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Today I decree in the name that is above every name. Every enemy that is trying to stop your journey. Every enemy that is trying to get in the way of your destiny, they will catch fire in the name of Jesus Christ. Sweatless victory. God has a way of fighting your battle. Can I be brutally honest with you? Some battles God fought for you, you didn't even know about it. <laughs> Hallelujah, you are not ready for this. <laughs> You thought you were sleeping at night. But all day, all night, angels watching over you, fighting for you. 
making sure no demon, no virus, no COVID-19, no COVID-18, no COVID-22 is there to talk to you while you are sleeping. Another example is found in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat was king of a small kingdom called Judah. And bless God, three big kings, they got him to beat him up. They gang up on him. He knew he had no chance. He went to God and said, Lord, I need your help. Please help me. I am in bad shape. God said, well, I'll tell you what you need to do. Keep doing what you're doing right now. Keep singing. Keep worshiping God. I used to, pray, to teach to people here. I tell them, you can praise your way out of difficulty. You know where I got that from? God did not allow Jehoshaphat to pick up a gun. He said, just put some choir members out there. Just keep on singing. Just keep on singing. And the Lord fought for him. The Bible said even his enemies turned against each other. See, those three kings, they gang up on him. And then, I guess they got confused. They turned on each other. And they killed each other. Destroyed one another. And guess what Jehoshaphat was doing? He was just playing his, he played his horn. Everybody sing. You know, I say horn because I've been learning how to play horn. Yes. I just couldn't receive. Ladies and gentlemen, there's something about God fighting your battle. The Bible said the people of Israel, the only thing they had to do was to gather the spoil. You are more than a conqueror when you win battles without a fight. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, please stop fighting. Stop struggling. Give that stubborn child, give him to God. Let the Lord fight your battle. I am who I am today because I learned what I'm teaching you. Ministry was not easy for me. Every now and then my children will ask me, how did you all make it? You had no credit, you had no insurance, you had nothing. And how did you all put all this together? And I always give them the same answer. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. I got so, so saturated with this principle, I will come to church just about every month. I will ask Miss Sally, I say, sing my song. The choir would have sing their heart out. They'd be practicing all week. They would, back then, they wear big robe. They'd be sweating. <laughs> and after they have labored so hard, I say, thank you very much. You're considered. I say, Sister Sally, come up here. And I will sing the same song. Same song. Over. Nobody ever asked me, why are you singing the same song? Because I knew something. That all the struggle I was facing, in my personal life, in my business life, in my ministry, in my marriage, in every area of life, on my job, I knew the battle is not mine. It is the Lord. You ever want to be more than a conqueror? I just gave you a free pass. 
Let the Lord fight your battle. You cannot lose if God is fighting for you. Now, let me end this message by telling you how you can become more than a conqueror. Remember the text, Romans chapter 8, verse 37. He said, in all of these things, we are more than a conqueror. But then he goes on to say, through him that loved us. So, being more than a conqueror is not for everybody. I hate to end with a, a sour note. But the truth will set us free. Being more than a conqueror is for those that Jesus loved. He said we are more than a conqueror through him that loved us. He is not you. It is him that loved you. Then you say, oh, pastor, thank God. Because I know I love the Lord. I know the Lord loved me. Well, don't be too sure to, to go around thinking the Lord loves you. How can you say that, brother pastor? Well, look at Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. The Lord is very clear whom he loved. One scripture says the people he loved, those are the ones he, he chastised, he, he correct. But in this scripture, you know what the Bible says? In Proverbs 8, 8, verse 17, it says, I love those who love me. So before you go around thinking God loves you, you have to ask yourself the question, do you love God? He said, you're more than conqueror through God who loves you. But now he says, he loved those who love him. Many of us, we're in church, but we really don't love God. Many people are singing in the choir but they really don't love God. They just enjoy singing. Are you listening to me? You will be amazed how many pastors, how many preachers preaching, teaching the word, but they do not really love God. It's just a job. You want to be more than a conqueror? Begin to really love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Please take note. It's called the law of reciprocity. God said, I will love them that love me. It's a simple rule. How do you expect God to love you when you don't love him? How do you expect a woman to love you when you don't love her? How do you expect a man to love you when you don't love him? It's a simple principle. The love reciprocity. Ladies and gentlemen, the same thing you see in John chapter 15, verse 14. You see the same law. Jesus said, you are my friends. If you do what I command you. I have some of you lawyers in the house. You understand the thing called uh, condition precedent. You just don't go around thinking God loves you. Yes, I'm pastors here more than a conqueror. There's a condition precedent that has to be fulfilled before you can say that. He said, you are my friend. If, that's the condition there. If you obey my commands. 
One scripture put it this way. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. He said, if you're willing, you see, put the condition there. If you're obedient, that's the condition. Then you will eat the good of the land. How do you expect God to prosper you, but you're not willing, but you're not obedient? Somebody needs to tell the truth. How seen too many Christians struggle needlessly. And the key to the door of your blessing is in your hand. Let's open that door today. You look at the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, beginning from verse 1. You see it again. The Bible says, if you hearken diligently to my word, and if you keep my command, you learn to observe to do what God said. He said, I will set you high. I will set you high above all nations. I have a saying here. I will see people, I say, I'll see you at the top. You really want to know how to go to the top? When you learn to hearken to what God has to say, when you learn to do, to observe his command, God is committed. He said, I will set you high above nation. Translation, you will stand out among your peers. Here you are, you're a school teacher. You'll be more than any teacher. One day my son, he's he's in the house. He, He came to me and said, I noticed something. I drove around. I see other lawyers like you. He said, you stand out. That's the will of God for everybody. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you're a cook in the kitchen. You're supposed to stand up. What I'm teaching you, these are not theory. I'm walking in it. You can do it. Every one of us can do it. I want every one of my children to walk in this anointing. There are some battles that the enemy will throw at you. But you are more than a conqueror when you win battle without a fight. Do you know there are some jobs that will come your way you didn't even apply for? Check will come in the mail. You don't even know where this one comes from. Hallelujah. I just, I I was so blessed. I was, my, my, my back was against the wall. Not, not too long ago, actually. I had some, some bills that were due. I have no clue how I'm going to pay that bill. I never mentioned it to my wife. I want to talk to God about it. I said, Lord, if you don't help me, we're in trouble. I always include him in my trouble, too. I say, we're in trouble. And sure enough, I had a case. I had forgot about it. And then the lawyer came and handed me a check. I said, look at God. He paid my bill again. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to tell you? When you begin to win without a fight, you are more than a conqueror. How do you get there? Number one, he said, if you love him, he loves you. Number two, he said, if you come near him, you draw near him, he will draw near to you. The Bible is really very simple. Number three, he says, if you hearken to his word and you obey his command, he said he will set you high above all. 
You see, another thing he told you in the book of James, Pastor James, he's a preacher like me, like Pastor Dayton here. He told the people, he said, submit yourself unto God. He said, when you submit yourself to God, then you resist the devil, the devil will run from you. I said, man, Rev, you got it down pack. Man, I receive it. I want to encourage all of you. I've got to stop. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I got it. I do not want to be less than a conqueror. That's out of the window. Pastor, God has made me a conqueror in many areas. He has fought with me. But I want to go to the next level. I want to be more than a conqueror. You are the one that God sent me to. You know what I'm going to ask you to do today? Don't worry about who is looking at you. I've been there. I know what it is to be less than a conqueror. And God myself defeated so many times. Before I got this revelation. If you really want to step up. I want you to stand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. Before we leave. And those of you who are watching at home. You can participate in this blessing also. You can stand right there in your own house. You say pastor but you can't see me. Where I can't see you. But God sees you. The Holy Spirit is right there where you are. And my prayer for you and me this morning is that God will grant you the desires of your heart. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors. More! We're not less, we're more. I pray that God will give you the grace to win. The anointing to prosper. I pray that God will establish your going. The step of a good man, the step of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. When the Lord orders your step, you can't go wrong. Take the Lord with you. Everywhere you go. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. It shall be well with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Let me encourage you today, if you are coming, you want to honor God with your giving. Please, after you finish today on your way out, please don't hesitate to give as the Lord prosper you. There's an offering plate right by the door. Thank God for all of our ushers. They're there to, to rejoice with you. My brother, my sister, giving is receiving. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, who was rich, but he became poor, so that you and me who are poor might become rich. How do we get there? If you give, it shall be given to you. What if you don't give? They shall not be given to you. That's how simple it is. But what if you give? The Bible promised you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, your cup running over. Men and women giving unto your bosom. That's the will of God for you and me.
let's give for the glory of God. Those of you who are watching, if you want to be a part of this giving, go to our website, zionhill.com. Hallelujah. And there's an opportunity there for you to give for online giving. If you are also watching and you need prayer today, there's a number under the screen. Call that number. There are ministers of the gospel who will pray with you and rejoice with you for your decision to step up in your walk with Jesus. I see all of you at the top. God bless you. Help me welcome our worship team one more time. Where is Sister Gail? Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Pastor. Cause 
Everybody sing, sing a holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come. One more time, everybody said, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is. Got a question for you, listen, isn't he beautiful? Hey, isn't he beautiful? Lord? Everybody help me sing it, say, isn't he beautiful? Yes, he is. Isn't he beautiful? Hey, Lord, she isn't he beautiful? He got eyes like fire, got a hair like wool. He got feet like grass. Oh, isn't he beautiful? He got eyes like fire, got a hair like wool. He got feet like grass. Oh, isn't he beautiful? Isn't he beautiful? Isn't he beautiful? And all 